we're back with another episode. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed during the Face Off with Fleming and Fowler podcast series are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent any specific employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. The primary purpose of this podcast series is to educate and inform. This podcast series does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. It's the Face Off. It's the Face Off. Spread love, spread light. You're the place. wrong podcast. We are here to entertain you. That's why we give a disclaimer at the beginning of and our podcast. Boom, baby. We're here to educate and inform with entertainment. Yeah. That is it. Welcome back to another episode of the Face Off of Fleming and Fowler. We are back at it again. Thank y'all so much for joining us. Joining us, joining us. So uh Fowler has way better Wi-Fi now. So hopefully the quality yeah. of the sound and everything will be a lot better today. Uh how was your week this past week? My week was weekend, you know? Um it was good. I, like it every week. <laughs> I just, I don't know if I have like frontal lobe damage or something or whatever part of the brain processes time, but I just don't, I'm just like living life or I guess it's living me, you know? Yeah. Well, have you been late to everything or what? No, I just like feel like things happen and I, I just don't process it. Like I'm watching my life, but not really living it, but not in a sad way, just kind of in a like, whatever okay that sounded way more depressing than i meant it to say like the majority of my work my week is work and to me work is just like eh, it's just work whatever so i don't really yeah but i got to see my family this weekend which was nice yay that's awesome um that's all i got i really my (laughs) i should have something more exciting for you but i don't it's because you didn't go out of the country or go out of town that's true. I really should spice it up. No, you spice <laughs> it up enough for 2024. What was your week? <laughs> my week was actually okay. Uh, my weekend um, was very educational, to say the least. Um, okay. I went to, I attended the um, STS 2024, which is basically the cardiothoracic surgeons um, like annual conference that they put on. Ooh. And so I went to like this lung transplant lung transplant symposium and um and conference which was basically just talking about lung transplants but also too specifically about people who you know just have lung disorders lung diseases all that kind of stuff because you know it's a bunch of cardiothoracic surgeons which are who does lung transplants and um, of course there's pulmonary intensivists there and all that kind of stuff but um it was very educational but very um boring. i hate to say this it was very boring and the reason why it was boring is because um, cardiothoracic surgeons for the general public, uh, they're, they're nerds, right? But they, cardio gods are like the worst kinds of surgeons or the worst kinds of doctors, um, because they think they know everything. To me, I feel like they're worse than neuro because at least neuro is like, there's a great area. Cardiologists and cardiothoracic surgeons in my professional opinion and with my professional experience, the people that I've been around. They're just very direct and they don't see anybody else's view, only what yeah. they want to do. 
Um, and which is not a bad thing to be direct because I'm a very direct person, but in the field of medicine, you have to be collaborative and not saying that some physicians, there are some physicians that I have worked with who are not very collaborative. And then there are some who are the complete opposite, but, um, they were just boring. That's all. But it was very educational. Yeah. It was very, they Sometimes just couldn't keep the attention. Highly specialized doctors and surgeons are like too smart for their own good. They are. You know, they even started like, talking about, they even started talking about like, um, prehab or like rehabbing before surgery mm-hmm. and stuff like that which oftentimes happens and it was so funny because none of the stuff that they said um uh, well regarding a one particular topic they they were just like well yeah we expect them to be walking this amount of feet in the six minute walk test and blah 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 and I'm, just, and I'm just sitting there as a pt like you do you really know <laughs> what happens with these patients <laughs> they have to be able to walk a thousand feet and i'm you like know- the best is when they're like, my doctor said that I have to walk four laps today. And we're like, they don't know shit. Don't worry about that. Just do the best exactly. you can. I'm just like, cause, and and they follow these rules and regulations to a T. Like, well, if they can't, the research says that if they don't walk a thousand feet, then they're not going to do well. And we're like, Mm-mm. we know different as therapists. I cannot tell so, you okay. how many times. You know when you get a patient who's like max times two, like post-op yeah. day one or two, and you're yeah. just trying to take three steps in the room. You're like, that would be progress. It's been such a rough journey. And they're like, my doctor said if I don't walk today, I'm going to be in trouble. And I'm like, listen, they don't know what the fuck's going on here. They, yeah, they have no clue. Don't listen to them. We're, we're, the, like, we're just, the therapists we know. Yeah, And especially too, when it comes to like, like, even though this was more so uh, related to lung patients, but even with heart transplants, I mean, you know, the, these transplant surgeons, they're just like, well, the patient isn't walking. No, I get it. That should not be your only factor. And I get what the research says. I'm not trying to say that the research yeah. does not matter. It does, but not with everybody. Mm-hmm. I'm like, don't you think if we could walk, we'd be walking? Like, I'm not just in here like, oh, you could, but I don't want to. Like, they can't. We really need him walking. You think? I fucking know that. Try my best. Like what the f- like and, and at this conference, it really helped me to understand that these cardiothoracic surgeons they don't see shit else. Mm-hmm. They don't see nobody. They don't hear mm-hmm. nobody else in the room. They don't see nobody else in the room. And then at one point, there was like a question and answer period for you know most of the stuff. And so at one point, this guy he stood up, and I guess he was you could tell he was probably pissed off that he didn't get chosen to be one of the speakers because he was just like the research does show it, and this was published in 2014, and I'm like. Sit down. Are y'all about, right, I was like, are y'all about to argue right now in front of us? Like, we're all professionals. <laughs> you know what? So awkward. And then at Bro. one point, um, first of all, the chairs were so bad. Oh, my God. It was so uncomfortable. My back is killing me now. Which they just redid that con- con- conven- conference center, convention center. So convention center. Yeah. yeah. It was horrible. I, those chairs, horrible. And were the they crazy- thin? Skinny huh? chairs? Were they just no, like- no, they they were the regular like conference chairs, but one of them they had like a slight recline, and I'm like, for a person who has back oh, issues, that is not yeah. a good thing. And then at one point, um, well, because what I wore, I was like, if I'm gonna have to sit in a room for eight plus hours with a bunch of cardio gods, I'm not wearing a three piece suit. So of course, I had on like a pair of like slip a ripped jeans. Um, a little button-down white shirt and then a sweatshirt on top of that to make it look kind of preppy or whatever. And I had on, what shoes did I have? Oh, I had on some Sperry's, which I hate them because they like really fuck up my pinky toe. But anyway, neither here nor there. Um, everybody else had on three-piece suits and I was like, y'all are dumb. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I prefer professional I look. And then yesterday or Saturday when I went to the thing, um, I just wore scrubs. So I've been wearing scrubs ever since. And I'm like, I'm wearing sneakers because if I, I want to be able to sit with my legs open 
mm-hmm. and comfortable. So, oh, and also speaking of comfortability and speaking of my back being fucked up, I want to thank, I want to send a special shout out to my friend and former coworker, Cointa. I'm not going to say her, her last name. Cointa found my massage therapist in literally less than 20 minutes. I'm trying to see if I can get the clapping sound. Oh, I can't. I was gonna say, are you on your computer or your your iPad? My computer, and it says oh. it'll play it. I'll cut this part out. Okay, no worries. I thought we could soundboard it. I guess not, bitch. Okay, keep talking. Or maybe we can. I may, yeah, maybe it is, it'll play it later or something. But yeah, so I already scheduled an appointment with with him. But I do want to thank everybody who made it a conscious effort to help me find my my missing massage therapist. He really wasn't missing. He just quit his job at one location. I, didn't know where he was. I don't know if he was missing or he was hiding, you know? He okay, I did message him on Facebook Messenger. He did not respond. Oh no. But when I <laughs> the thing is know I, that. here's the thing. I don't I don't think he goes on Facebook because I saw that his last post was from like five years ago. So I don't oh, think he properly know. stalked this man. Oh absolutely, because I wanted to make sure, but also too. I've already scheduled my appointment. He better not cancel because I'm going to go postal. That's all I'm saying. Allegedly. Damn. That so. you did some, that was some great A investigative work. Good job. Listen, Quinta needs to, she, she, you cannot convince me Quinta is not an arc. She is. You know she what? She found that man in 20 minutes. I literally said, I texted her on Saturday and I was like, hey, I need you to help me find so-and-so. And she's just like, oh, what happened to him? I was like, he left his job or quit or whatever. He no longer works at that location. 20 minutes later, this bitch texted me a picture and was like, is this him? It's because she's from the Valley. And I'll tell you something about girls from the Valley. They're, they'll put their mind to something and they'll get it done. <laughs> so don't mess, with, don't mess with a girl from the Valley. Don't do Listen, it. It was, oh, I, I'm so glad that she found him because now my back can be rescued because that conference, like, I don't think people really understand, like, going to continuing education unit conferences or, like, just going to conferences in general is a lot on your body. Like it's information overload. It's overload. so educational, but it's information overload. Yes. And then at one point, like, do you remember being on field work when you were a student? And I would just come home and be like, oh my God. Overwhelmed. Like I just mm-hmm. want silence. And then at the symposium on Friday, um, at one point, like it was lunchtime. And so they fed us, which was great. The food was really amazing. What'd you eat? And then, huh? What'd you eat? I had uh these little roasted potatoes. They had the little perfect yeast rolls. They had Ooh. sauteed vegetables like zucchini, squash, carrots, and what else did they have? They had something else on there that I ate. They had like chicken and fish, and then um they did have this amazing red velvet um cupcake. It was really good. Ooh, okay. So, but th- but during the lunchtime, I was like, oh, okay, great. We've been sitting here for five hours. I can just take a break and just relax no i try to go back in the little conference room here comes the other lady she's like oh no ma'am we have another presentation that's happening during lunch and i was like no 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 i don't want to eat my lunch and listen to nobody talk i want everybody to shut the hell up like uh-huh. and she's like well we're, we're asking everybody and i was like and i'm politely declining <laughs> like what part of that don't you understand and i tried to just say i was like i left my water in here so i just sat there i was like you're not you're not kicking me out no no I need peace and quiet to eat my lunch. My lunch, you don't. Also, I paid to be here. I don't have to go see everybody. Listen, these, whew, these cardio gods, man. I'm telling you, they're weird. They're so weird. But I did see a former um, aortic uh, surgeon that uh, we used to work with, who is no mm-hmm. longer at the hospital that you 
well, that I'm no longer at. Anyway, um, but I forgot his name, so I couldn't say hi to him. <laughs> but anyway, he looked at it, me like, I know this girl from somewhere, but I, he probably couldn't remember my name either. It's weird seeing physicians outside of the hospital. True. Like, um, it's kind of on the same line as seeing teachers outside of school, but even more different, I feel. Yeah. I don't know. Because you're just like, wow, that's what you look like in real clothes? It's like seeing like, a nurse outside of scrubs. You know what it is? I think, like, we not put up with a lot of shit, but, like, you kind of... Yeah, we do. Um, we do put up with a lot of shit, but a lot mm-hmm. of the stuff that you would be like, that's... I'm not going to deal with that. You deal with and you um, make allowances for because you're like okay mm-hmm. they're a surgeon they're a physician like i'm at work yeah that was kind of fucking weird but like they're not up here but you know the mm-hmm. echelon of being a doctor physician so when i see you in fucking cargo shorts with your wife at costco i'm like oh you're just a regular regular bitch like the rest of us like <laughs> i don't give a shit out here like you're just fucking weird yeah and see i i never i don't know I've, i don't, i don't think i've ever had that switch in my head of like seeing a doctor as like an md it's like mm-hmm. it was a requirement for you to get your bitch ass in the door of medicine like you're not special because you got an md and that's and that's not to just dis- that's not to discredit what people go through who have mds because yeah. going through med school is not easy going through pt you, school ha- is you not have easy. to be here just school. like the rest of us exactly like that's why i always tell people when i even when i did like guest lectures i would always tell the kids i'm like you are only special to your mama and to your daddy Everybody that you come across that's a PT or an OT got the same mm-hmm. damn degree you got. Nobody cares. Just like even a neuro doctor. No one cares, dude. You had to come into this business with this degree in order to practice. You're not special. Mm. I mean, you're again, you're special to your patients and to your mom and daddy, but to yeah. the field of medicine, nah. You it, it was a requirement to get in the door. That's why you know those therapists that'll always they always have their two cents to put in. Have you tried that? Like, and not to be helpful or to help problem solve. They just want to show you that they know things or they want to be yeah. like, I know how to treat better. I'm like, mm-hmm. we, I've had, took the same class as you did. You're not See educating me on anything. Nope. Nope. Keep we, that. Didn't ask we for took help. The same board exam. Same mm-hmm. board exam. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, other than that, my week was was amazing. Uh, you, I, t- I want to know about your patient that yelled at you, <gasps> Alyssa, because you didn't tell me about it. Yo, I had a patient this week, y'all. It's very rare that I get cussed out by patients because I will cuss your ass out. <laughs> you look like <laughs> someone who's gonna cuss someone right the fuck back out. Because I tell all my patients too, you cuss at me, bitch. My cuss words work too. But this <laughs> one patient cussed me out to kingdom come. And I couldn't do nothing but just like, oh, yeah. Is that so? No. Goodbye, sir. Huh. <laughs> this man did. So I go into his house. I mean, his house. I go into his room. Whoa. No, no, no. I, so I, I won't say what happened to the man because that might be a, it's not technically a HIPAA violation. Anyway, the man came in for an extenuating circumstance, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, the only reason why he was admitted because his glucose was like sky high, like in the nine hundreds. It was crazy. Oh anyway, my god! Right. So anyway, so he, so they, the the nurse had already told me, and they like this is one of the nurses that she don't take shit from no patient. Like she runs this particular unit. Like they know, do not mess with this particular nurse. And me and her get along very well. So she tells me she was like, "Oh, you have him?" And I was like, "Yeah." And she's like, "Oh, good luck." And I was like, "You know how when a nurse says good luck?" So you know, and I was like, "Yeah, good luck." And I'm like, "Wait, I don't think you mean that." I, exactly. They never do. They never do. So then I go in his room and he sleep. 
well, at first I see him and he's because he's had, he's on contact precautions. So at first when I see him, he's sitting up eating something or whatever on the side of his bed. So I was like, oh, this is going to be an easy eval. I'm going to be in and out. No. Mm-hmm. Then he turns over. His butt is hanging out. His balls are hanging out of the covers. And so I was like, okay, this is going to be very interesting. So he's trying to pretend like he's sleeping. So I'm shaking him. I'm like, Mr. Johnson. Obviously, his name is not Mr. Johnson. I was like, Mr. Johnson, Mr. Johnson. It's Monica from Physical Therapy. And so he wakes up and the, the so far the, the thing is going great, but his TV was on a, on a hundred, literally these TVs go, go up to the number 100. So okay. I was like, hi, I'm, I'm from physical therapy. Let me turn your TV down. He's like, I can't hear you turn the TV down. And I was like, <laughs> I'm trying, put that so shit on his, mute. Exa- but the mute button wasn't working. So I had to literally hold the button down and, 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 uh, turn the volume down. So as I'm turning the volume down, and as soon as he couldn't hear the TV anymore, he just went off. Don't turn it off. And I was like, sir, I didn't turn the TV off. If you can clearly see the TV is on, but I just, I just turned down the volume so we could hear each other a little better. Don't turn it off. And I was like, Mr. Johnson, I'm asking you nicely. Please don't yell at me because I'm not yelling at you. Get the fuck out of my room, you fucking bitch. Whoa. And then I said, I kind of forgot where I was. <laughs> and then he was like, you're fucking screaming at me. Get the fuck out of here, you motherfucker. Mind you, this man only weighed 114 pounds. I'll break him in half. So I was just like, Mr. Sir, you will not talk to me like that. Okay. Because all I'm trying to do is help you. And let me explain to you why I'm here. Fuck you, bitch. Get the fuck out of my room. Shut the fuck up. And I was like, all right, you can come to me. in here, goddammit. So he was like, you're a I was like, you have a great day. He was like, get the fuck out of here. I was like, make me. Make me, son. <laughs> With your fucking hyperglycemic ass. Yeah, me. I was just like, that wasn't even necessary. So then, of course, the nursing staff here, out of the room, they all laughing at me. And I'm like, y'all heard that? <laughs> and so of course all my good savvy comeback lines I said after I got in the room I was like I should have said bitch, but I didn't because I no, didn't I think about it yelling from the door I was just clutching my pearls because I couldn't believe he cussed me out like that and I was like damn I wasn't even in your room for like 10 minutes so and yeah I think it's the um, you know how it is a like effortful thing every day mm-hmm. well, for me it is to not act a fucking fool at work to not cuss yeah. to not speak my mind to not do all this mm-hmm. shit and because it's our professional setting you assume that everybody there is operating on the same plane so when someone comes at yeah. you crazy i'm always like wait a second i thought we were all trying to be fucking adult professional people yeah. here no, he he cussed me. I'm talking about. I have never heard so many MFs and Bs. I said, <laughs> "Sir, I ain't gonna be too many more of your bitches." That's what I said. I said, "Sir, I ain't gonna be too many more of your bitches." Now, I, I'm trying to help your little punk ass. I didn't call him a punk. I wanted to, but I was like, "Sir, just as well as your cuss words work, mine do too." So I suggest you calm down. He was like, "Close my fucking door, bitch!" And I left that shit wide open. Nope. And and I didn't turn his TV back up. Good. See if you can I, work your remote um, now, sir. I had an inmate, a patient who's an inmate, and you know mm-hmm. how I just want I love fucking prison talk. Prison so. talk, right. Thank you. And he just like was over everybody's shit. So I went in there and he was just being kind of a 
jerk, not super mm-hmm. mean. He was just ornery. He was just like, no, get the fuck out of my room. And yeah. I was like, that's what I'm going to do. I became best friends with all his little fucking guards. So I'm in there every day like, hey, guys, how you doing? What's up? I'm like, oh, yeah, you don't want to work with me? That's fine. I'm going to stand in here and bother you and you can cuss me the fuck out. And if you get out of line, Joe or Jim or fucking Carl back here has got my back. <laughs> you're chained to the bed and then we're having a great fucking time. All right. Exactly. And exactly. you can join the party, but you're being an asshole. I'm telling you, it's hard as a professional not to cuss back at patients when they cussing at you. And here's the thing. I get it. Medically, everybody's in a different space. You're, you lose a bit of your independence. The whole yada yada bullshit. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. We know. But all I'm saying is for as a person who is a cusser, not in professional spaces, but baby, I ain't gonna be too many more of your bitches. <laughs> saying. It's very hard for me You're to like, not catch me out of these scrubs. Listen, first of all, I'm from South Florida, okay, and I'm and from as a South Floridian, like we we will crack on people real hard. Like you, you know how, how New Orleans they rib on people, or yeah. you know, some they call it ranking. We crack, okay, in South Florida. You, and as a person who got a slick mouth, it's very difficult in a professional space for you to cuss me out and say all kind of efforts and mfers. So you could imagine me trying to write type up this note that was like, "We're canceling the con- the the consult because like, uh, he cussed me out." Kid, you motherfucker! That's yeah, I had to follow little stars in there and make sure I had as many stars that needed to be to spell the word. And then my coworker, the OT, he was getting ready to go, and I was like, "He just cussed me out and called me everything but a child." Girl. I don't think you should go in there. He was like, oh, okay, all right, cool. So then he said that he, I guess he tried to go back in the afternoon and he heard him cussing out somebody else. I was like, didn't I just tell you not to go and see the mm-hmm. patient? But you want to go and make a difference, I guess. But anyway. But you know what? Not you, because you're a normal person, like with a so. normal personality. Yeah. But there is a therapist, a physical therapist at our old job. Yeah. And he would always tell me whatever patient we had together. Mm-hmm. he'd be like oh well i already tried them and they just they were in such a bad mood and they threw me out i already tried them they don't want therapy and i'm like yeah because you're fucking weird and no one wants to talk to you or be around you like that's why so, <laughs> that would piss me off because i was like you've ruined it now you've ruined it because you went in there and you sold therapy <laughs> and they fucking hated you so now i have to go in there and like hopefully they'll let Damage me control yeah, exactly. But he's always like, oh, I wouldn't even try it. They were so rude and they don't want therapy. I was like, no, motherfucker, they don't want you because you're you. weird. Yeah, definitely. I have definitely been around people like that where patients are just like, don't let, don't send that motherfucker back in here. And I'm like, don't worry. I, yeah. You can't spell PT without, you can't spell party time without PT. Don't worry. We're good. You know, but <laughs> yeah, it, it was insane. Uh, that I'll tell you crazy. I'll tell you what else was insane with regard to cussing out people. We got to talk about it. It's going to be the main subject of conversation right now. Hiss by Megan Thee Stallion. Let's talk about, I have, okay. The You've been in a Bible study, correct? In your life. All yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. You got your little highlighters. You're fucking in the word. You're dissecting shit. Me with these hiss lyrics, bitch. Megan, so if you don't know if you've been living under a rock, you need to go to YouTube and you need to type in Megan the Stallion Hiss. And it is basically not a diss record. It is a response record to everybody that has been talking shit about this young lady for the past two years or so. She addresses, she doesn't say any names, but she uh, said, I'm we get the, this shit off my chest. She literally comes for everybody 
who came for her. And what I find interesting is that she, I, I guess like her whole getting like album is getting ready. Like she's uh, relating a lot of stuff to snakes and bitch. If this was just your hiss, I'm afraid to see what your bite is going to be. I haven't felt this way listening to a song in a, in a minute. It was, it was a good. great day for hip hop. Great day for rap for female MCs. I just, good God. Megan, Tina Snow came out and showed her ass. Her whole I, ass. I when she, I, every line, every line is good. I, I don't give a fuck. It's fun to, to like, um, what's the word? It's fun to theorize who she's mm-hmm. talking about yeah. because she's been in the media so much for the last, what, like two, three years. So like you kind of know. She's been silent the whole time. Yeah. Like Tory Lane shot her in the foot. She was dating party. He allegedly cheated on her. All of these things. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, so to go line by line and try to guess who the fuck she's talking about has been this little fun game. I love it. When she said about when she talked about the lipo and, and talking about how the BBLs and how the men be having the same scars, I was like Drake. That was Drake. Uh-huh. I, Drake, hundred and ten percent. We directed at you. Then at the end, she says, uh, "Don't be writing me. Why don't you write this dude? Uh, why don't you download JPay?" I was like, "Oh, Lord Jesus!" I felt it in my heart. Oh, she's like, "Why don't you schedule a conjugal visit, Megan?" Oh my God! I, we, and I, when she brought up Megan's law, I was just like. So the big thing has been hmm. that she brought up Megan's law and everyone is assuming she's talking about Nicki Minaj because Megan's law is a law about um, maintaining safe environments for children in relation it's about, to it's about sexual registered sex offenders. Yeah, hmm. it's about making sure that registered sex offenders are registered and that people have access yes. to that information, which if you don't know, Nicki Minaj is married to Kenneth Petty, who is a registered sex is a registered sex offender. You don't have to say allegedly on that because he no, is. No, because that is a fact. That is. How and even though people were people were saying that it happened in, when he was 15 years old, and I and I do understand that, but he was uh, allegedly tried as an adult, which is why he has to be on that registry. But also, too, weren't there some other claims that he sexually assaulted another woman, and that his victim allegedly Nicki Minaj was basically bullying and ha- kind of having her fans do the same thing or whatever, allegedly. But anyway, um, it's just ahead. not yeah. a good look, but it's also just a fact. I just, it's one of those things. Like it would be, you know, if you ever had a DWI in your life and people could look that up, then people could call you a drug. You know what I mean? Talk like, about it. Yeah. People could always yeah. talk about it. Cause it's just fact. It's on a legal yeah. record. Anyway, of course, Nikki went on queen radio and went on Instagram live and just started. Look at a 72 hour rant and i was like nick he, okay he, here's the thing for Nicki minaj i am not a personal fan of her i like some of her music when she first came out but i really want Nicki minaj to understand baby you are Nicki minaj and you are unraveling in real time and it you are not here to allegedly be on a cocaine high Bitch, the now, way not she a- said, fragment footed bitch, this bullet fragment foot bitch, fragment yo, footed. I was like, yo. People so- are comparing her to like uh, Dr. Seuss, one foot, big foot, two foot, blue foot. And I was just like, that's what you respond with? She said that Meg the Stallion should conjure her mother because her mother Which is, is dead. horrible. That she should conjure her mother and apologize for all the shit she's doing. Out of and I just, but see now, now I feel like if Megan Thee Stallion come back out with something, if if Nicki Minaj responds in an actual record, and Tina Snow come back for your your deceased father and or your child, 
or the child that you stated that you, I guess, I don't know. She had an abortion when she was younger. I think because people were talking about that this son that she would have had, but I think something happened where she lost a son with mm-hmm. some guy named Aaron, right? I guess it's her ex-boyfriend allegedly. But now, if Megan Thee Stallion bring that up, you can't you can't be mad at nobody but yourself because these rap beefs, baby, they unlimited. You there ain't no rules to them. I feel like Meg did what you should do, which is just sit Absolutely. silent. Let all that shit come in. Let Drake talk shit about you. Let all these fucking people theorize on what really happened. See who your fucking friends are. Mm-hmm. Channel it all to the music. Give us something to fucking listen to. Get your streams yeah. up. And that's where Nicki Minaj lost. Yeah, yep. that's that's where Nicki Minaj lost. Because I feel like, like first of all, Megan said one line. She just said, y'all bitches mad at Megan, but you need to be mad at Megan's law. That's literally all she said. Which could and mean you- anything. Which could be, she could be talking about a bunch of different people. But my Mm -hmm. thing is, for you as a rapper and self-proclaimed queen of rap, or even just record sales and all that kind of stuff, like let's not let's not pretend like Nicki Minaj is not a you know award-winning, high-caliber rapper because of what she's been able to do in this industry, right? But at the same time, I wish she would have taken all this aggression and went to the studio because we didn't need to see you unraveling in real time. And that to me, that just made her look so horrible. And I'm like, you are your own worst. You beating yourself up because everybody turning on you now. And then she sent a tweet out that was like, um, yeah, I'm caught. I'm paraphrasing something to the to the effect of, oh, I'm calling on my uh, will do anything for me, bitches. And she put JT in there from the City Girls and Ice Spice and Tasha Cobbs. I was like, Tasha Cobbs over here praising the Lord. She ain't getting no beef battle with you. Mm-mm. It was insane. This would have been a perfect time to go Roman. Like, give me some old Roman's revenge. Mm-hmm. Give me some crazy shit. And then you just look. Queen Radio always makes her look crazy. Instagram yeah. Live always makes her look crazy. I think, too, because I, I really do believe this. Chronic migraine is 15 or more headache days a month, each lasting four hours or more. Botox, onabotulinum toxin A, prevents headaches in adults with chronic migraine. It's not for adults with migraine with 14 or fewer headache days a month. It prevents, on average, 8 to 9 headache days a month versus 6 to 7 for placebo. Prescription Botox is injected by your doctor. Effects of Botox may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness can be signs of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Side effects may include allergic reactions, neck and injection site pain, fatigue, and headache. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Don't receive Botox if there's a skin infection. Tell your doctor your medical history, muscle or nerve conditions, including ALS Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis or Lambert-Eaton syndrome, and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. Ask your doctor and visit BotoxChronicMigraine.com or call 1-800-44-BOTOX to learn more. I feel like people have put Nicki Minaj on this pedestal because for a very long time, whether it was done by the powers that be or if it was just the fan base, Nicki Minaj was the main rapper that was pushed in radio, social media, just in the media altogether. And I feel like her being so high on this pedestal, sometimes she forgets where her position is because for you to be at the tippy top of this industry and then for you to start going on Instagram live doing stuff like that or Facebook live or whatever live, you know, arena she was on and start doing stuff like that. It's like, 
again, people are getting to see you have a manic episode in real time. I'm not saying she has bipolar disorder or anything like that, but you can't convince me that you going on multiple hours worth of a live and then saying, it, oh, if you um talking about something about if you pay something with you can you can beat Megan raw or you can um basically have sex with her raw if you give her a beat or something like and I'm just like her tweets are unhinged and I'm like Nikki I need you not to be Onika because you're 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 showing us Onika and not Nikki Minaj yeah and and it's because it, and I think it was very different when Remy Ma released Sheether and awesome, Nikki Minaj didn't have no response to that because I mean just what do you and I, I just feel like, again, if Megan Thee Stallion just put this out and this was a hiss, I'm afraid to see what her actual bite is going to be because she got so much in the chamber. I can't wait. And it just like I listened to it and I was like, this makes me feel like we're going to have a good fucking year. I need a yeah. new Megan album. What did she say? And- she was like, everyone wants a season since I claimed this. Like, I implore you to go listen to that song. It's amazing. Down, print the lyrics. Don't even get them on the phone. Fucking yeah. print them out. The visuals were beautiful. First of all, Megan Thee Stallion's body, her face, just uh, everything about her, beautiful. Beautiful. Talk about a breakup glow up. Just like a fucking, she just went away. She, yeah. Got hot. She got in her bag and she just came back and was like, okay, uh-huh. I'm going to address this shit one time. Because she started off the song. I'm going to start this song off by saying, fuck y'all. <laughs> I was like, have you been talking to my patient? Because he showed us me the same way. <laughs> But I, I think too, I think this I think it was a great day for hip hop. And the reason why I say that is because people forget a lot of times that women, like female MCs, can really rap. Obviously, mm-hmm. Megan the Style Megan the hiss and like Remy Ma Sheether, you know, all of these other like you know, stereotypical disc records, they can't put that on the regular, you know, radio. They can't put that on their albums and stuff like that. But I think people forget that. Rap beat rap beats and these battles and stuff like that. They go back from the nineties. I I don't know if you've ever heard um Queen Latifah do a diss record. I'm gonna tell you this: mm-hmm. a lot of people sleep on Queen Latifah's rap ability, and I think it's because she does the movies and she's done the TV shows and all that kind of stuff. Let me tell you something. Please go back and just listen to Queen Latifah's name calling part one and two, two, and you will understand why she's from Jersey. Like. <laughs> people gonna be like wait a minute this ain't the unity person it sure the hell ain't damn i mean even from roxanne shantae she had a whole disc record on moni loving and queen lantiva you got kaya who has had disc records on trina uh jackie o foxy brown all of these amazing rappers and i'm just like you know rap battles that is a part of hip-hop it just well, yeah, and like, what happened to the fun rap beef? Like, where no one's gonna get yeah. killed, no one gets shot in the streets. Like, it's well, that's just... how it was in the eighties. I know, and nineties, and kind of. I feel like in the last couple of years, like after, um, oh no, why can't I think of who got shot? Lauren Five, London, six, seven, eight. Lauren London did not get shot. What? Well, who was Lauren? Not Lauren London. Yeah, Nipsey Lauren... Hussle. Thank you, Nipsey Hussle. Remember all was rappers... a rap beef. No, no, no. But I remember remember when oh. all those rappers started getting shot randomly, like a bunch oh, of yeah. XXX Tenacious. Yeah, and, and I feel yeah. like we kind of calmed down and rap beef since then. Like it's been Drake and Meek Mill, Drake and or Pusha T and Kanye, like random shit. But see, a lot of that though, like even Young Dolph and like uh what's his name, Pop Smoke, those were like people who were not in the industry killing them. These were like I know, but it's just I, I don't want to say gang related, but because I don't want to put them in that box, but it was street related 
yeah type situations i miss the good old fun rap beefs where it's just like yeah. let's talk our shit on the albums first off fuck your bitch and the click you amen's <laughs> well that didn't end out so well but true <laughs> but but they didn't kill each other though that's true but this is other like that's them. half the fun of hip-hop is like everyone's just being braggadocious talking their shit <laughs> fuck you and we can leave it at that it's like leaving it on the court but you know what i don't i don't like and i don't appreciate um is a lot of Nicki minaj fans or stands barbs are started the barbs are like doxing people and i really want people to okay. understand we like we don't the dox. extent of that like my thing is you can have an infatuation with the person you can love a rapper you can love whomever you want to love right you can be a Beyonce stan. You could be a fan of these people. But when you start getting into committing crimes, which doxing, the results of what doxing can actually occur is a crime. And your ass will go to jail. And people are releasing people's phone numbers, their addresses. And I'm just like, if you have to go this far for a person that you don't even, that does not even know you exist, no. that's a problem. And the fact that you feel like, you have to because somebody has an opinion about someone that you're infatuated with like what is i don't understand what's wrong with people and why people feel like they have to do that it's a different makeup chemically in the brain it is it's the same people who like leave horrible comments on instagram the mm-hmm. instagrams of celebrities and things because to you and me we're just like you know you either leave a positive comment or you just yeah. keep pushing like why the mm-hmm. fuck would i go tell you you're a nasty slut bitch and i can't believe you posted this I, right. I don't give a shit. um but some people really feel entitled and just like empowered to do these crazy things doxing is insane to me it is because it just takes one purse like a what do you always say put a battery in one person's back yeah to do some crazy shit I mean, and they'll start calling like what they call, and I had never heard of this term until maybe like a couple months ago. Swatting people, where they will call the they will call the police and say, "Oh, this person is holding somebody hostage, or they have a gun in their house, or whatever," and have all of these police officers run to your house or like do wellness checks and stuff like that. And I'm just like, y'all, do y'all realize there are whole genocides that are going on right now? We're getting ready to go into an upcoming election that is going to change the trajectory of everything and y'all are putting all this energy into your local person who you don't know to try to release their address to mm-hmm. send somebody there but you won't put this energy into your local elections something Did is you wrong with that ever see that law and order episode where this woman's address was put on this website for it was like a kink website and with people who had rape fantasies oh and no so Jesus. it was a post that basically said like this is my address this is the door will be on, like whatever and the fantasy is like this woman wants to be raped so this guy goes to this woman's address and sexually assaults her because he saw it on this post for on this website and someone had doxxed her and used that fu- and it was just some random girl and they that's put her horrible at- Isn't that insane? so that's why you don't dox people everyone because something crazy Seriously, can happen like i that. just i just think that you you as a fan of Nicki minaj can be pissed off because of whatever was said or people making think pieces but to to physically do something that harms another person you're taking that too far. Yeah. That that is Nikki that is beyond you, too far. She's a fucking millionaire. She is fine. All of this doesn't actually matter to her. She's she fine. can fight her own battles. She, she legit can. This woman came up in an era before social media to a degree 
she was battling, you know, rapping against men. Okay. Who I'm quite sure called her everything under the sun and women who called her everything under the sun. She's had everything said about her at this point. So you trying to help her fight a battle. She really don't need your help. And I just don't understand again, why you would commit crimes on behalf of this person. Number one, they didn't ask you to do it, but also mm-hmm. two, that ain't going to bail you out when you get to jail. Absolutely not. You can't. And then when you, then when somebody asks you, well, why, why are you in jail? Well, cause I released somebody information in the name of Nicki Minaj. In the name of Nicki Minaj. And she never going to put no money on your book. She's never going to come no. rescue you. It's the same thing with the beehive. I'm just like, Beyonce doesn't know you exist personally. She's appreciative of your support of her, her artistry and all that kind of stuff. And that you pay to see her and her concerts and you support everything she does. But if you commit crimes on behalf of Beyonce, when she didn't ask you to, you going to sit in there by yourself. And I can guarantee you, Beyonce ain't putting no money on your book. It's like that show swarm. You remember that show? Yes. Y'all and she crazy. out here killing real people and i'm killing like her her people that she knows that is wild i just i just want people to understand that this is a part of life people are going to have opinions and thought processes that differ from you and just because they don't like or don't agree with your fave or say something about your fave that does not give you the right to release people's information online that does not give you the right to show up at people's houses and stuff like you gonna get your ass killed around here playing with some people like that, and then you're gonna be sitting in a hospital paralyzed. Like I don't know what went wrong. You decided to come out of your uh, come out of your character for no reason. God, can you imagine? I, no, I don't want to ever. The blood of Jesus no. is against all of them. Lord, keep me safe, keep me protected. Because uh, but baby, man, do I love the drama? I don't and play. also here on this podcast, we are Meg the Stallion stands. We've done been saying that. So listen, I, I'm a Monica stand. You come over here, your ass getting shot. That's all I'm saying. Don't play with me. Don't play with me. Please. I, I, I don't want none of the smoke from the barbs. <laughs> Listen, I, I don't want none of the smoke from the barbs. I don't want none of the smoke from the beehive, from Tina Snow, from nobody. I just want to be able to go to work, do my job, go home, come on home, take me a nap, eat, and call it a day. Um, I just, what is the line she says about Tina Snow in your nose? Oh, my God. Oh, she says, he can't move on, can't let it go. He hooked, nose full of that Tina Snow. Thank you. <laughs> that to me i feel like she's talking about party on that one 100 100 percent. but i think too, when you when you keep when you keep saying stuff about a person and keep you know uh poking that bear you cannot you cannot um unfortunately change the consequences of that and, and she was at some point going to release it you already knew she was gonna yeah. come out. And she well, went and to me i'm like if this is how i make my money yeah why the fuck and this I know this is going to be such an attention. Anything I do is going to garner attention mm-hmm. and criticism. Why am I not going to put it into a song that I can make money off of? Exactly. And I think Nicki Minaj at this point, just respond. If you want to respond, like respond in a rap. Don't, don't go on live no more. We mm-hmm. need to hear your inner thoughts, your inner thoughts. We, nobody should hear no your inner thoughts. No one needs that. We okay. If you talking about don't let Roman come out, no, let Roman come out. Let it be a Roman versus a Tina Snow because again, that's putting real hip hop back in the mix and all that kind of stuff. But I I just feel like she spiraled like in real time. And I yeah, ma'am, it was one line and it could have been meant for a lot of other people. And I get it. You probably felt subbed. And if I was a rapper, I, I would probably be pissed off like Nicki Minaj is, but I wouldn't put it on live. That's all. I'm just like, I feel like 
the men of rap were kind of like down and stalling. And I feel mm-hmm. like the women of rap, we could really amp it up right now, really get some yeah. stuff out there if we really mobilized here. I feel like there's a lot of un- a lot more unity, though, honestly, within the female rap community. Like, I mean, you have, you know, Remy Ma, who did this huge thing. Uh, at the summer jam where she brought out like Cardi B and brought out all the mm-hmm. old heads from the nineties, Queen Latifah. She brought out Rhapsody. Rhapsody is not from the nineties, but she brought out like Tierra Wet. She brought out all these amazing people. And then you have Lotto now in this new generation, Cardi B, Megan Thee Stallion, the city girls, they're all jumping on each other's records. Even sexy mm-hmm. red Scarlet. You have all these, all these amazing talented women that are jumping on each other's records, which I love that. But then it's like, because you got beef with one person now, because you hop on this person's record, now you got to have beef with them. And it's like, no. Okay. But, but I feel like there was a push, like, when Cardi B and Meg, this would, like, tail end of Cardi B's hype into mm-hmm. Meg Thee Stallion, where the narrative was, why do women in rap have to beef? Why do we have to be pit against each other? Yeah. Which is cool, but also, it's so much fun. I love the beef. And I, I mean, I agree. I, I like not necessarily the beef. I like the battle rapping back and forth, but you mm-hmm. can still collaborate and make money. Like it's just like doing a versus like you have people who do a versus all the time and they're just going bar for bar, hit for hit, whatever. But then they can still come collaboratively and make a yeah. song together. You know what I mean? It's just like on a, on a basketball yeah. court or in a, on a football field. I'm not your friend on this field and on this court. We are enemies right now, but when we come out of these uniforms and we take off Roman, we take off Tina Snow, then we could have a conversation that's not be you know, but not be an issue. But then when you hit below the belt talking about, you know, somebody's dead parent, like you all all bets are off at that point, unfortunately. You know? Okay. But, similar but not related. Did you see the lovers and friends lineup? No. What is that? Okay. A concert or something? Yeah. Oh. Um I think it's the one in Vegas, and I always think it's a fake uh like a fake lineup because it always looks so good but let me just i just want to read you mm-hmm. really quick janet jackson alicia keys snoop dogg mary j blige gwen stefani lil wayne backstreet boys usher sierra tlc t-pain Ja rule and ashanti nelly akon neo timbaland keisha cole brandy monica eve jodeci six lack sean paul kelly Rowland, craig david robin so Thicke, everybody. Kyrie, ev- escape Tank, Jeremiah, is this not Coachella? What, what's going on here? It's lovers and friends in Vegas. Okay, but here's my question: how how many songs does each person get? Because that sounds like a damn twenty hour concert. I think the big names get more songs. The smaller names just get a couple. Like um, I'm not sure Wayne's only performing the Carter Three, is what it says. But it says Usher's performing Confessions. You you get one song a piece, bitch. Who got time to be standing up that long? what? You named off like 30 artists. I'm just telling you, this lineup looks in like it sounds fake, but it's real. How much are the tickets? Oh, I don't know. Probably insane. But that would have been a good one to go to. I think they're sold out. Yeah, that's that's too much. But I heard. OK, so Coachella, the lineup for Coachella to me looks good. It's like Lana Del Rey, No Doubt, mm-hmm. which I would go to. I think they said it's the lowest selling Coachella ever. Who is Lana Del Rey? Really? Like, seriously, is, is she is she Gen, Gen she Z? Um, young and beautiful from The Great Gatsby. Will yeah, you? Wow, that did it. That was a light bulb. I'm no longer young and beautiful. Doesn't no. ring a bell. It doesn't. And she's okay. Anyway, is she Gen Z though? Not real. Kind of, maybe a little. She's also white. 
She's also white. Good, I'm not yeah. trying to be. I'm not trying to be discriminatory, but I don't. I mean, th- th- I just don't know her. I just don't know her. Yeah, no, it's fine. Um, but do you remember? I don't know if you remember last year. Um, everyone got stuck at Coachella in the mud. Do you remember that? Yes, I do remember that. No one could get out, and I'm like, between that and us being in the state that we're in economically, I'm just like, who the fuck is gonna pay to go do that? Well, apparently, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's happening politically. So who knows where we're going to be by the time that comes? Because when is that concert? April. Uh, who knows? We might be in a third war- world war. Who knows? I, I pray don't we're wish not. not anyone, but who the fuck knows? Oh, well, I'll tell you who. what we don't know. Uh, Lord Jesus. The Texas border. So the state of the, as people would say, the great state of Texas, I don't think it's really that great of a state and I live here, but I'm not also not from here. So I completely understand. There's one thing about Texas. Texans love Texas. You know, what's hilarious is every time a born native Texan talks about the great state of Texas, they automatically get a country boy accent. Because there's something about it and it pulls it out of you. It's in your heart. It's in your soul. It's the great state. And we will always just, it comes right. You Texans are unhinged. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Honestly, I, like there's something you, it's kind of like your siblings where you're like, I can talk shit about them all I want. But as soon as anyone talks shit about Texas, yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, really? You want to talk shit about Texas? I, I'm like that with Florida because I'm a Floridian and people talk exactly. shit about Floridians. I'm like, bitch, we are amazing people. It's the people from up north that come down here and commit crimes that make our state look bad. And Ron DeSantis <laughs> with his little feet. Anyway, um, well, the, the great state of Texas has been having uh, some issues. So I remember um, one particular governor who currently sits as a governor, a.k.a. Hot Wheels. Hot Wheels um, leading the way. Remember uh, when Roe v. Wade got overturned and he said... Well, um, and they, they were asking him, did, did he make exceptions or is in his law to bo- to ban abortion? Is he going to make concessions for women who are the um, who get pregnant as a result of sexual assault? And he said, well, the state, great state of Texas, we're just going to get rid of all the rapists. Right. And so data has come out now that since uh, the state of Texas has put a ban on abortion, that over 26,000 new cases of sexual assault that resulted in pregnancy have now been documented. Um, not only that, uh, the Texas border, there's, you know, Hot Wheels and Biden have been going back and forth, but other states have been uh, lending their support to the state of Texas because um, we have, unfortunately, a border control issue, right, is what they say. Now, I used to have a very hard stance on border control, right, and immigration. And I don't like the word immigrant because I call them asylum seekers. I've heard you say that before. Yes. I think as I'm turning, like getting closer to 40, (laughs) I feel like parts of me are turning into a Republican. And I don't know why. You've been in Texas way too long, honey. I've been in Texas too long. Okay. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. I saw a video and I was like, you know how when you see those videos of people tr- of, of asylum seekers trying to cross the border and you're like, it's like 20 or 30 of them. Let them cross. It's not that big of a no. deal. Well, I saw this video. I don't know if it's fake news, but I did see this video <laughs> where it was no lie. It was probably like tens of thousands of people yeah. trying to cross the border. And I was like, where are they going to go? And who's paying for that? That's why we're shipping them to the Northeast, honey. I mean, they're shipping them to Chicago. And I feel like everybody has a right 
to equality and freedom. But when my loans aren't paid off, I got to say, hey, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. If my loans, are, my student loans are paid off, I wouldn't care. Yeah. But I just feel like there's a lot of people, you know, there's a lot of people in this state that are suffering. Inflation is going crazy everywhere. But I don't know. I feel like parts of me are becoming a Republican and I don't like it. I need to get the fuck out of this state. <laughs> I, really do. I really do. It's just hard because the borders are overwhelmed. Like the sheer amount of people trying to come and there's no resources for them and they're cutting funding yeah, and they're cutting like there's just there has to be a way a system a something but no one has figured it out and in the meantime they're just getting more people there like it's just one of those things it's and I don't know the answer but on this side of it you're like we have a homelessness problem we have a veteran issue we mm-hmm. have like insane student loan debt we have all of these things but there's got to be a way and i don't know i feel like there are people who come over here from another country and are you know law abiding citizens mm-hmm. and they are members of society who are productive and inclusive and all these things mm-hmm. but there's also a large number of people who come over here and don't have a fucking plan cuz they're just trying to escape something horrible which is understandable yeah yeah and, like, I, and i and i think too it's like when people come over seeking asylum like you can't really have a plan technically because you don't know what's over here. Right. You just have this, you have this idea of what you think America is because of what the movies show you, what TV shows you, the rumors that you hear about the United States of America. And then when the people get here, they're just like, God damn, I didn't realize it was this bad. It's like, yes, bitch, we were trying to warn y'all. It ain't all cracked <laughs> up to be over here. But also too, it's like, you know, you, the the unfortunate part is that the middle class continues to be the brunt of everything with mm-hmm. regard to where is this money coming from for housing for you know a lot of these programs because they're not taken from the rich the rich are still getting tax tax breaks right now yeah. but it's the middle class that's holding up this economy unfortunately and our rates are going up everybody's more you know mortgages are, are high rent is high gas is high all of this stuff but it's also a domino effect too from everything that happened from a whole ass pandemic like we can't deny that the pandemic that that we are still in let's be clear because it's not over uh because covid numbers are going back up but this whole pandemic slowed down production of everything and i don't care that it's been two or three years. people are like it's been three years no 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 it's been three years since covid first started We're still dealing with covid shit everybody's economy is still trying to catch up except for new zealand new zealand is the only country that has figured okay. out how to eradicate they it multiple times down exactly they shut their borders down very quickly and i just feel like you know that there is I mean, I I wasn't oblivious that there was a border issue. However, <laughs> they're overrun. Build a wall. Put up the fucking fences. I I think because again, in South, growing up in South Florida, you hear about maybe a dozen of of people of asylum seekers coming over at a time. That mm-hmm. video that I saw, it turned me into a stark Republican. I'm not gonna lie. I was fearful, <laughs> not because I felt like they're running us over, not like that. But I was just like, I, in my brain, I was like, whose taxpayers are y'all about to spend to be able to house and feed them and clothe them? 
Like, yeah. where is that going to come from? But then they shipped them, probably most of them to Chicago. Who knows? Well, you know what's fucked up is that in my what I'm thinking, what I believe to be true is that these people come over and they're thinking like, you know, even though it's not great, the treatment that we're getting in the, the States or like the processing of the immigration in the States, it's still better than whatever the fuck I was dealing with true in my home country so to them they're like i mean even worst case scenario like you're here they have to take care they have to do something with us like where these mm-hmm. people that were here were seeking refuge yeah which is very true but i'm like where the what are we that is so crazy to me that that we've been dealing with this for so long yeah and there's just no clear plan which it's this money thing i'm assuming i don't know the fuck we're getting the money from you know what we need is a war because you know it generates income no no we don't war. need a war we need men specifically white men to stop caring and worrying about women's bodies and yeah. trying to control birth. You you mean to tell me you made a whole law, you made a whole thing to come against Roe v. Wade, but you can't figure out your own border crisis, Hot Wheels? Clearly your priorities, what, what, what do they say? Are the priorities in the room with us? Hot Wheels? <laughs> Clearly not. You are so focused on the wrong damn thing that you should be focused on trying to find a solution for your own borders, which is, I guess, rewiring and putting up more uh razor wire which they told him take it off it's almost like lean on me uh take the chains off the doors and he put them back <laughs> on but i, I just feel bad I, I feel bad for everybody involved i feel bad for these asylum seekers who are clearly leaving their countries leaving everything that they know for a better life because of whatever is going on there and mm-hmm. I, I feel bad for them because again they don't know what's on the other side of crossing this border and right. there is nothing it's it's it still technically is better than maybe where they come from i'm not sure but at the same time it's like i feel bad for us too as a taxpayers who then have to bear the brunt of what's going to come out you know the, the outcome of yeah. it but I, I honestly feel bad for for the asylum seekers than i do ourselves honestly i really do i remember listening to this podcast that was talking about like bipartisan views and why our country is so split now these Mm -hmm. days like all of these things because it it didn't used to be so stark it you know like your political affiliation just used to be like you know Mm -hmm. what religion are you where do you work right what is your political view like and now it's like that means everything Mm-hmm. Um, but they were just saying when say like a right leaning right wing conservative person and a left, a leftist liberal person hear the same information, they take it in completely different. So mm-hmm. if I were to say like, um, we have an issue at the border, we have this many people trying to get in, we are overwhelmed. Right. They mm-hmm. would say like, statistically, the person leaning to the right would hear like, there are this many people trying to come in and take these resources that we don't have mm-hmm. and it's going to overwhelm the system. And the person leaning to the left would hear there's this group of people, this number that all need our help and need resources. And we have to figure mm-hmm. out a way to shift them there. Yeah. So they were just kind of talking about how it's like, you can't force these two frames of mind. Like there's, it's so mm-hmm. hard to mend yeah. them and mesh them when people are just processing the information so differently. I also think too, I don't feel like Congress really wants a real solution. Oh no. Because if you you can solve and figure out how to do all these tactical attacks on other countries and, you know, go over here and do this and support genocide, you can figure out your border issue. 
But if everyone's focusing on this, this seems like such the big issue, the borders, the borders, the people coming in the borders. If everyone's focusing on that, we can do all this other shit because it doesn't seem as crazy and it's not as impactful exactly. as, as a human rights issue like the borders. Well, because even I heard t- too today that there was an issue where three American soldiers were killed in Jordan, I believe it was, um, as a response to uh, how Yemen is closing their the water waves there or the waterways or the water routes. Um, to Israeli troops and stuff like that of trying to get their supplies in because they're in support of Palestine uh-huh. and how three American soldiers were killed. And I think 25 were injured. And so of course on social media, a lot of people were just like, well, what were they doing over there in Jordan in the first place? And it's sad that these men and women again are sacrificing their lives for a country who was out for personal gain and greed. And it's like, why are we involving ourselves in shit that, that like if you would just call for a ceasefire and condemn Israel for the shit that they are continuing to do. And then, and I guess it happened too, like with regard to like uh, Saudi or, or Syria. And I'm just like, Oh Lord, Jesus, y'all are just itching to go to war. God damn it. And now I think you're a Republican in that, in that regard. I think they just, we, I'm telling you, they want a war. They're trying to make some money. We need some weapons. We need everyone. I just everyone don't understand how you, you make money and they're in like, war. You know what? Nothing brings a country either. We got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Ooh, we're heating up, fam. He just Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It goes down in the field. It go down. It go down in the field. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus vest that expires seven days after receipt. See full terms at fanduel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. More together or more apart than a war. We just had COVID. Was that not enough? We were separated on that. There were anti-maskers. There were anti-vaxxers. Like... And you're going to have anti-war people. It's the same thing. Maybe. Unless we can get together. If thus they can frame it in just the right way at just the right time with just the right person and they can get us all on the same page, common enemy, and be like, we're going to war. And then unites everybody and stimulates the economy. That's my prediction for 2024. I just don't understand how war creates money. I'm going to just tell you this. Gen Zers and millennials who are in the military, they're not fighting. (laughs) First of all, they be in in camp. They be in camp and they be practicing with their phones, doing TikToks. These kids, especially Gen Z, Gen Z gonna be like, I'm not going over there. Nope. I'm, you gonna have a bunch of people in jail for AWOL. Wouldn't it be interesting though if it was like a bunch of robotic soldiers that had to be controlled like remotely by oh, Lord. I am legend. People? Yeah, like some shit like that. So they would need a bunch of young people to control that. Um, well, you'll get gamers to do it. I will just never, the best time for me, TikTok wise, was when they were entertaining the idea of a draft and everyone, <laughs> all the girls were like, 
We're not fucking draftable. We I can't drive. drive. <laughs> I can't even reverse my car. How can I drive a tank? You're like, we're going to stop for drinks. What do you want? It's crazy. We're oh. going to stop by Starbucks first before yes. we get to the battlefield. <laughs> it's like, Jesus Lord. Oh, so good. Uh, okay. I just, I hate it. I absolutely hate it. Well, I'll tell you what I also hate. Uh, how people are trying to make uh, child laborers a thing. So, unfortunately, the state of Florida um, had the how the Florida House Committee has actually approved a pro-child labor, which I don't know how you're pro-child labor. It's it's horrible. But then you want to save all the babies and, and ban abortion. Anyway, so this bill basically lets bosses schedule 16 and 17-year-olds for over eight-hour shifts um, on school nights. And now they can work over 30 hours. So I'm interested in... Like, I don't want to say poverty level, but or like lower economic class reasons to why you would need your teenage child to work. Like, that's what I meant. Like, what's the drive behind having children be able to work these kinds of hours? Is it like we got to help the family out and like you're 17, we need you to work? But like, you know, I don't know. I think it's because you got to think about it. Like, McDonald's, like fast food restaurants, employ adults, right? And mostly to work those day shifts and college students to work those day shifts. But when mm-hmm. it comes to those night shifts, overnight shifts and stuff like that, most adults are not trying to do that because they've already worked in the day. So the people that you can get to work that mid shift, you know, uh, time three to 11, stuff like that are your high schoolers because now they're out of school. And I feel like certain industries um, during that late shift, don't have as many adults. And I think that's why they're doing it. To now you know, say, oh, well, you're responsible enough. Maybe the, we need to go back to the old days, you know, when the kids helped out on the farm. Because they're just, they're getting a little wild. Little well, kids don't want to be in the sun. They want to be TikTok influencers. So That's true. And yeah. they don't know a hard day's work. They don't know about labor. I mean, exactly. I wouldn't have wanted to work that, like that when I was 17. No, I don't think you should. I mean, here's the thing i think kids should get summer jobs that's about it i don't think that as a teenager in school you should be forced to get a full-time job or a part-time job while Mm -hmm. you are actively in school you have a lot of kids that want to do and participate in extracurricular activities the summertime is the time that that we talk about going back in the day you used to be able to get a job during the summer and make a crap ton of money then to be able to divvy it out but still stay in school this fall mm-hmm. and the spring semester. I don't feel like kids should be going to school and working at the same time. Your summertime is your opportunity to do that because as an adult, you're not you 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 should you shouldn't be going to school and working at the same time. Because even when you're in college, I mean we I mean most of us had to work and go to school at the same time. However, well, we're adults now. But as kids, I just don't let them kids focus on their academics and their and their extracurricular activities that make them well-rounded people. Yeah. Don't force them into the labor field already because then they're gonna be 30 years old pissed off and ready to quit you got my mom used to say you have your whole life to work exactly well and and nikki haley is trying to make sure because she's trying to increase the uh, the age of retirement to 70 uh i'm sorry do you remember when they tried to do that in france and they fucking rioted in the streets they said i think the fuck not well we too busy in the ac i don't think we're gonna riot real bad like i mean that. you know how much it would take so much to mobilize you know we can't do it we can't be bothered but... like, does anybody have any bottled water can i get some starbucks first it's the same thing as a draft yeah yeah it's definitely... but i've just i don't know i don't know what rhetoric i've like i've always known for me 
Like in my age group, everyone's always said like, oh, there will be no retirement to draw. Like you have to figure out your own retirement. You're not going to be able to get social security. There's mm-hmm. nothing. I, my generation has said the same thing. I, yeah. think, I think Gen X has been saying that for a minute. Like from Gen X down has been saying that for a minute because first of all, there's too many boomers. And then two, they were talking about this housing crisis that a lot of people are not thinking about with regard to the fact that boomers are now 70, 80, 90 years old. And mm-hmm. they, all these people that need assisted living facilities and there's not enough assisted living facilities or independent living facilities to go around. Should so we open have another housing crisis? You what? Should we open an independent living? Um, we need capital. And so if somebody's willing to give us some capital, absolutely, I run it. I have no problem with it. I think it's a great investment. Yeah. I would need to how much assist do they need in assisted living, do you think? Uh from the patients I see, they need a shit ton. <laughs> Might as well call it a sniff. There's <laughs> <laughs> one man I had this week. This man could barely stand up because he had hardware removed from his bag. And he's like, oh, well, they can just help me. And I'm like, sir, you're like a max assist. Like, you can't even straighten out your legs. And you think you're going to go back to your assisted living facility like that? Mm-hmm. They ain't going to accept you back. You're going to have to go to a, a rehab facility for a little bit. It was Sniff. I, I bad I, You know what I had this week is I was trying to put a pure wick back on a lady. Oh, Lord. And I said, is that good? She goes, no, honey, you're going to have to move the fat around. Just stick it on up in there. And I literally, I was like, what is Never in my life did I think that this was going to be my job. Yeah, no. Fucking I got separating duped. labia to put in a cooter canoe. Getting cussed out. Getting cussed out, making sure it's in the right spot so you're comfortable, so you can piss on yourself. And not get up out of the bed and actually just go to the bathroom. You're 100%. What What has the medical field come to? Uh, Last couple of things that we want to talk about before we get out of here. I want to... Um, congratulate both uh south carolina and lsu's women's basketball team for having one of the most um one of the highest rated basketball games this season there were 1.5 million viewers that saw that game and they had a sold out uh sold out crowd um south carolina came out on top i think the score was 76 to 70 um, but I think it was an amazing time for women's basketball. And I love the fact that Don Staley wore a sweatshirt that said, uh, people are always watching women's sports because they are. That's and why it, everyone was, so was treating that. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. People watch women's sports. I was like, they yeah, do. no shit. Why are we they saying do. that? They just don't claim it, which is sad because it was, a, it was an amazing game. I watched it. It was an amazing game. My grandpa loved that man. He is like the biggest women's sports fan. It's so funny. Yeah. I'm just like, Mm -hmm. I feel like people who truly enjoy sports just in Mm -hmm. general, like the artistry of um, organized sports, they love women's athletics. They do. It's the people who don't really know what's going on that are just like, women's sports sucks. It's so boring. I'm like, your mama's boring. Like, men's sports is like swagger and ego and big moves and stuff. But women's sports is very calculated and Mm -hmm. more team focused and like the true artistry of the sport, I feel. I agree. I I absolutely agree. 100%. Um, Oscar nominations came out this past week and um, your girl barbecue sauce on her titties uh, Tasty from Orange is the New Black she got nominated for an Oscar in her supporting role um, as Miss Sophia in The Color Purple and Divine Joy 
she got also nominated for her supporting actress role. America Ferreira got nominated for her supporting mm-hmm. actress role in Barbie. But people, I was asking you about earlier how people were upset that Margot Har- Hargy, Harvey, what? Robbie. Robbie. Mm-hmm. Margot Robbie didn't get uh, uh, an Oscar nom. And I'm just like, what was she supposed she, to? She did an amazing job in that movie. A. B, it was one of the highest grossing movies of the year. C, yeah. it was a cultural phenomenon. Really? The, so her, she was a, I want to say co-producer of that movie. And then the director, Greta mm. Gerwig, they both didn't get Oscar nominations, which was strange because. Wow. Typically, like even Oscar, the Oscars is like the hoity-toity movie awards. Mm. And so. They typically don't love comedies or like anything yeah. girly and fun. But because this was such a big movie, like all I heard about all year was Barbie and Oppenheimer. We just did assumed. It have, did it have songs? Did Barbie have songs? No. See, oh, if it, it would have had songs, songs, it would have been like La La Land. It had one song, I think. Ah, uh, see, they should have um, had multiple songs and then they would have won like La La Land. But everyone, I think everyone is most upset because the whole premise of Barbie, it's, it's a... Um, social commentary about like the patriarchy and the struggle of being a woman and how even in like, okay, the premise of Barbie is Barbie world is all run Mm -hmm. by these women, right? Women, presidents, women, uh, like everything, everything Mm -hmm. is women. And Mm -hmm. the men in the Barbie world are just like these cast offs. They're stupid. They have no plot. They're just kind of there to look pretty, Mm -hmm. which is the reverse of, you know, our real world. Um, and so they go to from Barbie world to the real world and Barbie and Ken are kind of realizing like how the roles are reversed in mm-hmm. reality Yeah, and they take that back. So it's just a social commentary on like what it is to be a woman and how you try to be yeah. beautiful and smart and all of these things. And it's never enough, but Ken can be a fucking complete asshole. And he's like the CEO of a company, whatever. Which is why Ryan Gosling got nominated and Margot Robbie didn't. <laughs> Which is the fucking cherry on top because all of these women made this be like just this fun. It's it did a great it job of balancing art. Yeah. This movie to me was very, it was like fun and girly and flirty and funny, but also like did a very good job of being kind of serious and sneaking in these mm-hmm. great concepts. Yeah. Um, and it, you can tell the script was written by a woman. Cause it was just very like smart. And then um, the, fucking, the little man that played Ken got nominated for best supporting actor. It was it's, just, it's kind of like a catch 22. Like, yeah. Damn. That what I, I didn't like was that. And very smartly, Ryan Gosling put out a statement and was like, wow, like there, w- there is no Ken without Barbie. Like, I am so thankful for these women for making this role for me and for, you know, they are. Well, the he reason. had no choice but to put that shit out. That was a. Ish. You bet. You fucking bet. Because if you wouldn't have put that out, that would have made him look like a complete asshole. I know. Um, Not related. I just need a side note really quick. Okay. Justin Timberlake just did mm-hmm. a free concert in Memphis, I think, because he's coming out with a new album. Wasn't wearing okay. his wedding ring. Mm. That doesn't mean anything. Does he always wear it normally? Uh-huh. That doesn't mean anything. I'm just saying, let's be on the lookout. I'm predicting a divorce. But anyway. Okay, let's not put that into the atmosphere. Well, over not, people. I don't want to prophesize a divorce. I'm just saying. Please don't. Okay. Anyway. And I want people to, I also uh, kind of related to that, but unrelated. So I don't know if you saw in, in the news recently um, how Halle Bailey is releasing a lot of 
uh, photos that were photoshopped where when she was pregnant, um, yes. they made it look like she was not pregnant, which I love. And so some fan decided to, no, I'm sorry, not a fan, some weird ass person decided they wanted to put under one of her posts like, um, I mean, I, I'm just, all I'm saying is I'm not pissed that she hid her pregnancy. I'm just pissed at the fact that she just blankly lied that she wasn't pr- uh, pregnant. So of course, Halle Bailey responded and let me get the actual thing of what she said. I, I don't owe you shit, sir. Pretty much. She was just like, first of all, fuck your bitch and the click you claim. Okay. Um, so she said, uh, so the, the young lady said, I don't think people, wait, God damn it. I don't think people are mad that she hit her pregnancy. People are more so annoyed that she went out of her way to lie and gaslight about it. Then she shaded people and called them desperate. Now she wants those same desperate people to know every little detail. So Hallie okay. responded. Exactly. So Hallie responded. Um, I never lied or even said anything about it, honey. Making a joke about my nose was the furthest I went. I'll never understand why you are mad. I protected my own piece. Wouldn't you do the same? And I'm going to share my pics now if I want to, because my son is here safely. If you don't want to see it, just keep scrolling, baby. Laugh out loud. God bless you. So then another girl says, Hallie, baby, kill it. You didn't tell us about the baby then. You didn't speak about it then. Don't speak about it now and leave us out of the conversation. Enjoy your jit in peace. We don't care. So Hallie says, if you don't care, why are you responding then, sweetheart? She says, she says, just don't care by living your best life and not commenting on mine. I'm going to say it exactly how she probably said it. Well, if you don't care, why are you responding then, sweetheart? Just don't care about living by, by living your best life and not commenting on mine. That I was how she did it. so good. You are an actress. I, I really am. Somebody cast me in something. Hurry, hurry. You are. Um... Yes, but also, okay, yeah, ha- like, the time of pregnancy and having a baby is such a sensitive time, mm-hmm. and you just never know what can happen, and if you, I cannot imagine going through a pregnancy and anything happening and having to tell or just not explain, but obviously if I'm pregnant one day and then not, like, people are going to have questions, so I would hide that shit too, and that's I just my don't understand- business. I just don't understand how that would change your life as a watcher of Halle Bailey, how that would change your life if she would have came out and said, yes, I'm pregnant. Y'all said the same shit that when you didn't know for sure, you talked about why would she get pregnant by him? He is a loser. Mm-hmm. He's, he's that. Why is she? Oh, my God. She's not married. She, you let him turn you into a baby mama. You said all this shit about negative shit about her when you didn't know for sure. What would you have said differently if you did know for sure? You probably would have said the same thing. All I know is I was flabbergasted at the picture she posted where they photoshopped her belly. I love that. I was like, how the fuck did they do that? That was seamless. It was insane. I, I think if Beyonce, if that would have been around when Beyonce was pregnant with Blue Ivy, she would have uh, did the same damn thing. See, Beyonce was still doing in-person interviews as yeah. opposed to being on social media. And I think if she would have, people wouldn't have known she was, wouldn't have never seen her pregnant body until she actually released it. Yeah. Which is why people you know, were the whole controversy about the fake belly and all that. I'm like, I would have wore a fake belly too. You're not touching my child, putting no spirits through my stomach. If Hell I no. was famous, I would half the time wear a fake belly, half the time be pr- like I would just do crazy mm-hmm. shit all the time because Absolutely. it would be funny to me because y'all are fucking Absolutely. crazy. I agree. I would do the you same thing. Speculate. I'll give you something to speculate about. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, anything else um, we need to talk about before we get out of here? 
No, I don't think so. I haven't watched anything because I'm a loser. Oh, you know what I did start watching is that old movie, The Circle, with Tom Hanks and Emma Roberts. It's on Netflix now. Have you seen it? No. It's like um, Emma Roberts starts working at this company that's kind of like Google, Apple-y, real Mm techie. And then she starts finding out that they're doing all this like really shady stuff behind the scenes with like data collection of people Mm. and stuff. But it started giving me anxiety because art depicts life. Damn, it got a 16% on Rotten Tomatoes. Shit. 16%? Damn, they didn't. 5.3 out of 10 on IMDb. God dang. Uh, maybe I won't finish it. <laughs> won't be watching that shit. <laughs> oh. John Boyega was in it. That's why I turned it on. But um, oh. I guess not. Okay, never mind. No one wow. watch it. No one watch it. Jeez. I um I have been so busy this past week. I have not turned on my TV once. Um, I've been living life through social media. Um, So yeah that's about it i want my goal is to watch all the nominees for best picture for the oscars that's my goal i do want to see that i really want to see poor things with emma roberts i heard she's amazing mm-hmm. i want to see what is the movie with all the black people no not that one i will watch that one it's with um oh my god nonfiction. fiction oscar movie nominations come on tell me what the tell me what it is do you know no I'm, in my head all i hear is the handovers american fiction the, the hangovers oh yeah 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 american fiction i want to see that for, one i want to see the Jeffrey hangover Wright, he was nominated for uh lead yes actor. and i love i like him a lot uh tracy ellis and, ross plays his wife right in the movie yeah and sterling k knight is nominated too mm. love sterling k knight so I, that's my goal for the next couple weeks is to kind of get that together yeah well that's cool yeah what about you you got anything else uh no uh oh this is my also last thing okay did you see all those people who were like i would oh my god wait hold on hold please are you in a rush to go somewhere are you busy no we're just at almost a minute i mean an hour and 20 okay well the people can wait Hey, this is the first time we've had good enough service to continue this long. So I know everyone should be so excited. Okay, Not so we, my Wi-Fi is always great. Yours is horrible, but it's I okay. Saw, I worked on it. Okay. I okay. saw this thing on Instagram. It said ninety-six point two percent of people would never listen to Drake again if they got a mansion in return. Absolutely. Okay, that was my first thought, but then I was thinking, there's so many Drake songs, so many. But do we need them? I could never dance to nice for what again or work again. You know, you know, sometimes on social media, um, they'll pass around this little meme. That'll be, it'll have like four artists on there and they're just like, take away one artist and all their catalog. You can Mm -hmm. absolutely take away Drake from my catalog. I would not miss that. Listen, I don't think it's the most like groundbreaking work in the world, but it's just, it's something I grew up with him. Like I need it, you know? He's like a box of mac and cheese. There's no nutritional value. It's not, you know, earth shattering, but it's just a comfort. I think I need him. I would love a mansion. This is why you need to start learning how to bake mac and cheese. Oh, you don't like a box of mac and cheese? Hell no. That fake ass cheese shit. Mm -mm. That's the best. There's something about a box of cracked mac and cheese. Yeah. Chemicals. Yeah. It's like, (laughs) I don't want good mac and cheese. I want 
the blues. I no, was see, the I, box. I, I grew up on baked mac and cheese. Like my aunt, my aunt Pat, she makes them the best mac and cheese ever in the world. Argue with your mammy. But um and yeah, anytime anybody come in my face with craft, I'm just like, if you don't get this bullshit out of my fucking face, I can't do I it. love a box of mac and cheese. Can't do Ooh. it. Mm-hmm. I used to do that in college, but not no more. I'm just sometimes I just it hits the spot. Never. I mean hurricane food, probably. You would do it? Only on her only if it was a hurricane. Okay. Or the power's out, you know. Teach their own. Teach their own. Yeah, okay. Definitely. That was it. That's all I got for you. All right, y'all. Well, thank y'all so much for joining us uh, for another episode of The Face Off with Fleming and Fowler. We appreciate y'all for for standing with us. Y'all, I know it's been a transition. We've gotten some comments That's about right. our chemistry on uh, film that it's not the same. And I get it. We we miss being around each other as well. Too, but, she um, unfortunately, me. she's in a FBI prison right now, so she can't get out. She has to serve her time. So once she's finished <laughs> right, serving her jail sentence, then she, we'll be back in person with each other in the studio. Um, but y'all just bear with us during this time. Continue to share, like, subscribe, comment. We see your comments. We appreciate y'all so much. And um, y'all remember to have an amazing rest of your week. Y'all remember to spread light. What? Spread love. Spread the light. Wait, also, what am I? I think I'm going to have to get an eye lift. One of my eyes is drooping. And <sighs> I can tell on 30 camera. Yet. Get the fuck out of here, dude. Did you? Okay, wait. This is the last thing I'll say. And I'm done. <laughs> Did you? This is very important to me. Uh huh. Uh huh. Did you see Kylie Jenner in Paris for Fashion Week? Why? Why would I? She, I don't because she her. looks respectfully. She looks horrible, and it's giving like the Ozempic, not bobblehead, but the Ozempic face fat loss. But her filler has stayed, and she looks like she just aged sixteen years. She looks sick. It's insane to look at. She looks like a completely different person. Well, maybe you need to give her some of your Kraft mac and cheese. To I honestly think that more people would benefit from Kraft mac and cheese than you think. I, Everyone that's listening to this this week, <laughs> have yourself a box of Kraft mac and cheese. It'll change your life. Please, please don't. That I'll do it. I'll do it and I'll, I'll post it on Instagram this week when I do it. You pro- That's a staple in your diet. What are you talking about? I'll oh, do yeah. it like it's something new. Like you I'll have to break down and do it. <laughs> like you're volunteering as tribute. That's already in your cabinets right now. Oh, if I have to, I guess. Right. Half a stick of butter, bitch. I mm. guess I'll volunteer. If, right. you, probably got a whole, you probably got a Sam's Club container of it in your, in your house like, right now. Oh, there's something about the sap, man. I could talk about it for hours, but. Okay, mac and cheese. <laughs> Uh, all right, y'all. Y'all remember to spread love, spread light, and don't forget, don't forget to, laugh to laugh your face, your face off. off. What the fuck? You kept pausing. We're not doing I'm it again. Not pa- okay, go. Remember to spread love, spread light, and don't and forget, don't to, forget, forget to, laugh to laugh your face, face off. off. I cannot with you. Anyway, okay. it'll never One get better day. until we get in person. Anywho, all right. all right, y'all have a great day. I mean, great uh, week. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of The Face Off with Fleming and Fowler. Don't forget to follow us on all our social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at The Face Off Pod. Be sure to tune in to The Face Off every Tuesday where new episodes are released. Mm-hmm.